Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, and we're back, guys. Sorry about that. Um, we have no idea what happened there. Um, but we were talking DC, so we can pretty much just get back into the swing of things. What were you saying, Juwan? I was pointing out how. Wait, think this is either Dane or Nick. Dane or Nick? Nick or Dane? Hey! It's Dane! Um, I'm here! Let's get, get, I'm going to put Nick back in. Wait, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. Nick, I'm putting you back in. Thank God, man. I was I was having to watch the fucking, like, all the shit going on right now with these riots in airports because Trump's a fucking idiot, man. They're glad to be back. Yeah. (laughs) We need wait. We need a soundbite that we can just play like every ten minutes of Trump fucking idiot. Just let the world know in case there's anybody that's just like not knowing of that. Um, but let's get back into our, our our DC talk, guys. We were talking about Zack Snyder's uh, quote on Superman and Justice League, saying that his presence and lack of presence are big story points. Uh, as I was stating before, I thought that when the dust was shaking on top of his grave, on top of his casket, uh, rather, uh, that that could have been easily a boom tube, sucking him up to Apocalypse, mm-hmm. um, where Steppenwolf and Darkseid are working on him to bring him back as their weapon. Um, and I would love to see in the second half, where he's back physically, um we get to see Superman in all black taking on Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, and Batman. And you have Batman trying to, like, reason with him, like, listen, it's, it's me, you know, remember? it's me. You remember? You remember? Martha, right? <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> them kind of going back and forth. Honestly, I just want to see Jason Momoa and all of his badassery versus Henry Cavill going evil. I'd love Hell to yeah. That would be possibly that would kill the show. Um, so I would love that. And another thing too, that would that would be like that would be a cool illusion um, on Snyder's part, like lack of presence. Like we think maybe lack of presence meaning a lack of a physical presence, but maybe it could also mean like a lack of his mental presence because what we're seeing is not really Superman. You know what I mean? So that that could be even a more cryptic. A uh, uh, bit of information than than what we initially think. I mean, absolutely, Nick. Actually, I'll, I'll pass the baton to you. Go right into your uh, your thoughts on on his quote and um, what you think that means for the, for the Justice League. So, uh, well, I mean, I I, I, I really just kind of thought about that with what you were saying. Um, so, I mean, I would totally be on board with that. I think it would be cool. Now, I I will say that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want it necessarily for the whole movie, but like, let's say you get the first act of Batman and Wonder Woman, uh, you know, rounding up the team and everything. You get the second act of Superman coming back, and they have to fight him, and then you get the third act of it, them figuring that situation out, and then the whole team is now together to take on, I guess, Steppenwolf. Um, I guess would be who they're taking on. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean that that would be that would be pretty cool, and it would set up a very definitive first, second, and third act that I think would work really well. So 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that would be awesome. A- absolutely, I- I'm I'm right there with you. I-, I just when you say, could it be a lack of his mental presence? That really gets me thinking because it could just be a mindless body, you know, uh, acting out the orders of Dark Side. Um, so that well, yeah, and it would. And it would- yeah, and it would it would take you know I mean I, I I know that y'all are probably a lot more familiar with the the aftermath of the death of Superman in the comics, but it would kind of take that to um, it would be it would be taking parts of that um, to to implement. Obviously, I don't think you would have the the different Superman clones and that kind of thing. Uh, I don't think they'll go that route. Um, but but maybe um, I mean maybe that's what this Superman will be, or like we were saying, like some kind of possessed. Superman, um, but I think that would be an interesting way for them to further adapt the comic book storyline um, that they, you know, that Snyder kind of implemented at first, and I could definitely see like, since this is still kind of the carrying of his vision, I could kind of see that being used um, in this film, so, and I, you know, I'd be interested to see that, I mean, the thing is like, even with BBS and everything, like uh, you know, the the um, like, I, f- I feel like as far as, like, most of what Snyder's vision was, like, I have no pro- I had no problem with just the implementation of it. So, the, I mean, if, if that is the vision, if they implement it well, it could work out awesomely. So, but well, I guess, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see because unlike Marvel, there is no blind faith in Zack Snyder like we have in um, Kevin Feige. Uh, yeah. Dane, what are your what are your thoughts on the uh, Zack Snyder quote about Superman and Justice League? Well, my my thoughts on the quote um, are basically that uh, I think that it, it will be a lot like what you guys are saying, a combination of it. I've also thought that theory about the boom tube opening up is what happens. I really like that idea, um, just because it gives us a chance for them to turn Superman into something to fight within the third act uh, of the film you know, kind of put him against the guys, basically, and, and show off how, how powerful Superman is. Like, even if he squares off against Aquaman, it's not going to be good on Aquaman's hand. So it would be cool to see, like, Superman cut loose. Um, I just hope there's lack of presence. Like, I just don't want it to get to a point within the movie where there's a fucking quote between each guy, like, Batman's talking to Wonder Woman, like, you know, Superman's presence within us makes us better heroes. And it keeps on happening, like, an, uh, you know, overgoing theme, like the Flash, like, well, hopefully that <laughs> we can bring, our, you know, a goodness, that, like, Superman, because he was so noble. Like, I don't want to hear bullshit like that, like the fucking Hallmark movie. So, I don't think it's going to, but I'm just saying, you know, we don't need to be reminded constantly. Um, and his presence at the end of the movie, yeah, he's going to come back, he's going to kick ass, and whatever happens and who they're fighting, he's going to beat the shit out of and be the winner and come back more so as the Superman that hopefully all of us want. Um, but I actually think that there's a good chance that this Superman's dead um, and Apocalypse has made their own clone and he's going to be played by Nicolas Cage. So uh, you guys uh, stay tuned for that. Um, that would honestly be single-handedly hey. the worst, best thing DC could ever do. We all know he needs the money. I was I was about to say it's it's right. it's horrible in the sense of no he one would be Wonder Woman in the face. Everyone would hate that. It's great in the sense of we would all get a kick out of that shit. <laughs> like they just put Nicholas Cage in the Superman. Um, 
Kane always dropping uh, <laughs> always dropping gems. Um, Joel, what are your thoughts on Zack Snyder's quote? What are my thoughts? I'm like, he didn't say anything that was surprising to right. me. Uh, yeah, I do believe he'll be dead in the beginning and alive at the end. I do. I don't know if I really want to see him be a villain in this movie. I, I think that, but because of the potential of him coming among the drones, just like in the vision, the nightmare vision, right. I guess it's possible. Well, he wasn't a mindless drone in, the, in the vision. But it was, it was the injustice. Right, it was right. basically the injustice storyline. Right. But, you know, it didn't work out the way they wanted, so they want to go no. towards the light. Yes. So I expect to see the lights in this movie, especially at the end of this movie, or at least the second half of this movie. Well, like, like, I keep reiterating this because I think it's something that needs to be said. A lot of kids who went to those BBs, yes, whose parents didn't know it was going to be that dark, and then he dies. My dad said when he went, he went twice to go see it. He told me he's dumb for it. I paid both three times. times. He paid both times. I paid, all three times. I paid none of my three times that I went. Uh, three <laughs> Um, no, but all, all jokes aside, um, he said when he went all three times and there were kids there, they were crying at the Superman died. They didn't realize, like we That's knew, that how he was coming back. <laughs> but, I, but I'm saying, it's, it's as far as when you go, I want to lighten it up. Right. Right? They're not lightening it up for us. A lot of people. Because we want it dark. They're lightening it up for the kids. The kids right. want There's Superman. There's a lot of people that don't like it dark. Oh, tell them to go play Mortal Kombat and stop crying, little kids. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but no, I think I think where we need to and I'm gonna slightly go off topic a little bit. I think where we need to give Marvel credit is that they've shown they can make success in the light and in the dark. Light being their mainstream film, dark being their Netflix series, she which are go very dark. dark. Right. Or you're making the yep. bold right. choices in DC to go dark. And, and I'm saying DC. Dark. I think DC kind of doubled down. Their shows are dark shit. I mean, Flash has someone dying every other Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arrow, <laughs> Arrow, the first two seasons, Oliver was killing the shit out of Arrow was dark in the beginning. So what yeah. I'm saying is those shows are darker. Then you get the Supergirl that gives you the light. Yep. Then you get the legend that, that gives you the light and yeah. comedy. And now I think the problem that they're having is you have your television universe that's dark and your movie universe that's dark. They both can't be dark. Their television is so dark. Well, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, they, they started off. They started off. Flash and Arrow started off. They dark. all come from the same branch. Right. Dark Knight. Right. Where Golden Bird was started. Right. But that's what I'm saying. So now I think WB is like, no, no, no. We need to kind of, something needs to be lighter. Let's mix it up. Let's change it up. So as you see, Arrow's gotten a lot a lot more lighthearted um, with, with some of the comedy as, uh, aspects and stuff like that. Oliver's not just going around slitting throats like he did in season one. He's definitely has a concert. Uh, right. So a lot of things are different now. So um, Gerald, what are your thoughts on what? What are your thoughts? Because I almost forgot what I was gonna say, and then I was like, oh, that's what I'm gonna call on me. No, I did not. I'm gonna purposely save you for last. I'll tell you why later. But go ahead. What are your thoughts on um, Zack Snyder's quotes about Superman and Justice? Honestly, I think it's it's gonna be. Have you ever seen? a Superman animated series where Lex yeah. Luthor created a clone of Superman. Yes. Yeah. Cesaro? No, not Cesaro. <laughs> there were two versions of that. Cesaro, and then he actually made a perfect clone of Superman to where he had like a kryptonite bomb in his clone's head and Superman wound up going, okay, he's basically the Ultron of that universe. He's basically like, the only way to ensure peace on Earth is by enslaving. 
And I think, and it's also an episode of Justice League where uh, Darkseid, you know, comes to the Earth and like, listen, I need your help. The Brainiac is sucking all the, I the stuff from my planet. Yep. And there's a scene where Batman, one of Batman's greatest lines, like, yeah, he humiliated you. He made you basically his bitch. Cry me a river. I want to see Batman say that to Superman when Superman snaps out of, you know, dark side, like, you know, mind thing. It's just like Batman, you know, Ben Affleck, you know, with his all Afflickness and shit just walks up <laughs> and to like, you know, Henry Cavell and like, listen, you were his bitch for five minutes. So what? Let's get the job done. Let's get it over with. But do you feel, do you feel because of the change of, of life that Batman went through at the end of CBS, that when he comes back, it'll be too buddy-buddy? No. no I don't think do you think Batman will still buddy. give him that raw and edginess, or do you Martha. think it'll be like, he just won't try to kill him? Martha, high five! Batman, <laughs> no matter, if you watch any, never any DC love, Okay, what, have you ever seen the Batman Superman movies? Uh, of course. Yeah. I love them all. The Public DC. Enemy. That yeah. was the Apocalypse. Okay. The animated series one was yeah. the best. Okay, remember when, okay, there's two heroes. The, 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 the Asian kid is named Hero. There's one that takes place in the Marvel Universe, and there's one that takes place in the DC Universe, which is AKA the Toy Man, which is the Asian kid Hero. Have you ever seen uh, uh, Marvel's um, Big Hero 6? Yeah. Wait, okay, that's the same character. Yeah, it's the same character in two different universes. And there's a scene where Batman flies up and this megazord of Batman and Superman combined into one. And he goes up and and explodes. He goes, and Superman just grabs uh, and goes, that was my best friend. I believe throughout the series of the, you know, the DCU, they're, they're going to have, like, you know, that, that love-hate relationship. Right. By the end of the day, it's going to be like, all right, Superman's my boy. I got to go. Start all right. Trying to kill each other now. Yeah. Somebody, somebody. We, have, we have our special guest hey. waiting to be put on. Um, we are about to put on uh, someone that is an amazing talent uh, out there today. His name is Les. He is a director, producer. Who has, can you guys wait until I'm done? God damn. He is a director, producer who has been in the game for over 10 years, who has directed music videos for major labels like Def Jam, Interscope, and Atlantic Records. Wes has obtained over 2 million followers collectively with his creative and comedic content. Wes has also done social media campaigns for Coca-Cola, Capitol Records, Microsoft, Kmart, Segway, Toyota, and Xbox. So, without further ado, we will be bringing on Wes. Thank thank you for that intro. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. (laughs) What up, y'all? What's up, man? Yeah, I was listening on the conversation. No, I was just listening on, on the conversation about, you know, DC making the movies dark and making the, the, or making the, which one was it? Making the Netflix series dark and the other stuff lighthearted? Well, we were saying how DC kind of has its movie universe and its CW TV shows kind of kind of uh, similar in its darker tone. Exactly. Well, I mean, I don't know. I hate I hate Arrow. 
I know that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All the way, 100%. I don't like any of the characters. Like, all the dialogue. Like, after season one, I think it just... No, after season two, it just went downhill. Like, and they just keep making this show, and I just want them to stop. (laughs) Hey, I'm with him, man. I'm with him. Let me ask you this. I will. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I do like, I like Slash. And I heard you guys saying, you know, every week they have a bad guy, an adversary that he has to beat. Um, I didn't like the end of uh, season two. Um, It just was completely unrealistic with, like, Wells firing the gun and Joe kicking uh, Zoom into the vortex. I was like, what? What's going on here? Like, it it showed me that it was a real soap opera, but I still really enjoy that show. Supergirl is, meh, you know, like some things are cool, <laughs> but, you know, and Legends of Tomorrow, I'm just like, why? Why them? And why do I care? You know, like, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I, I really don't know I like that. It. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I really I really appreciate well, that, like that, that viewpoint, mainly because we're always surrounded with each other and we all love the show. So right. no one no one has yeah. a view outside of the fact that we love yeah, it. Yeah, humble so my ass. So it, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of refreshing to hear another from the other side. Someone, someone that's not that big of a fan of something that we all love dear. Uh, um but you know Which wait, wait, which one but, do you guys love the most? Well, me personally, I love Arrow the most, mainly because oh. I feel as though <laughs> I, would, I would say the Flash, but the Flash, I don't like the idea of whenever Barry goes up against a villain, instead of like digging deep and running faster, he has to hit his his phone in his ear for okay. someone to tell him, Barry, I love you and you can do it. Okay, all right, let me go well, do it then. He's a, he's a mama's boy. True. He definitely is. You know? True. He, he's a mama's boy. Mama. You know, he, he, has, he has very deep, <laughs> deep-rooted oh, emotional God. issues. He has very deep-rooted emotional issues. I'm, I just can't get past the fact. This is what I can't get past the fact of. You'll never be my father, Marlon. I hate that. I <laughs> absolutely hate that. <laughs> I hate, hate Laurel. Um, I hate I hate Ollie and his monologues like, you know, Eagle, I, I'm trying my heart. And I, if Felicity cries one more time, I'm breaking <laughs> every piece of equipment in my house. I just I can't do it. All the care, And I'm so glad. Like, just when you think Laurel's gone, she comes back. It's just, I just, I don't like any of them. I don't like any of them. <laughs> Well, while while we have you, let me ask you your thoughts on. We were also talking about Justice League. Um, Zack yeah. Snyder came out came out and gave us a little quote about um, Superman that I'll reread to you. He came out and said yeah, that Superman it. does. Oh, okay, okay, perfect. So you heard yeah, the whole read, presence and lack of presence. Yeah. So what think, are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? I just think Zack Snyder isn't the guy for these movies. He's great at action. The storytelling is just not his forte. So him telling the Justice League story, it's just going to be a clusterfuck, personally. If they're going to go with, you know, Superman in the black suit and everything like that, like, I think that's, I hope they go there. 
but I just think, like, we're going to be watching a bunch of, like, moments that do not necessarily connect. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's my problem with with Schneider and everything that he does outside of 300, you know? Like, Absolutely. And, I, and Watchmen. And Watchmen, yeah. Like, I was talking, I was over at um, Legendary Pictures one day. I think I was at Legendary. Yeah, I was at Legendary. And I'm like, yo, what what was up with Superman versus Batman? And the guy sat there and he's like, look, man, honestly, when we when they think about it, they think about, they're like, you know, Zack Snyder, he did uh, 300. Then Zack went in and he's like, hey, guys, I got this film. It's called Watchmen. They're like, well, you did 300. All right, cool. Let's do Watchmen. Watchmen comes out. They're like, yeah, that was kind of weird. But you know what? You did 300. Then he's like, "Hey, listen, I got, I got sucker punch. Let's, let's do that, you know." And like, you know what? You did three hundred. Watchmen was like, uh, "Wait, you know what? You did three hundred. So let's go ahead and do sucker punch." What the f was sucker punch? You know what I mean? <laughs> what, what was, punch. <laughs> yes. No one knows. Then, then, then they bring him in. They bring him in one more time. But guess who they got with him? He got Christopher Nolan, champion him. Like, yo, like I. I'll help guide this project into the right direction for Superman. And they did, you know, they did okay. They did, you know, Christopher Nolan style and nonlinear storytelling and, you know, Zack Snyder's like action. And I actually enjoyed that first Superman. Now, yeah. Batman mm-hmm. versus Superman, they just, I mean, no. That's, you that's can tell Nolan checked out. Yeah, he, he was not there at all. Like, it was like, what, what is this? What are we watching? You know what I mean? And then, then it goes they're giving him Justice League one and two and I'm just like uh, I don't know if I can really invest I'm gonna watch it just because I have to and I feel like I could do a better <laughs> job. But but it's just like you know, like dang man. You know, and like you know, when I watch behind the scenes on Snyder and what how he says, you know, he just he listens to the soundtrack of the movie to, to write and get in his own, I can appreciate that. But I can appreciate the fact that people around him will not just be honest with him and be like, Listen, man, no. No. You're not you're not no. You know what I mean? You like know, let's, let's find somebody else. I wanted to bring up something that you mentioned earlier, how you don't think Zack Snyder should be at the helm of this. I see Zack yeah. as more of like an offensive coordinator. He's great at specifically action and visual. As far as yep. being the head of everything that should have been like a Christopher Nolan. That should have been somebody else. I don't, John, I don't feel like somebody. Christopher Nolan. I don't feel like Nolan's the guy either. Like for that, this is the thing. You, I I feel like you have to. The reason why Marvel works is because the dude that's ahead of that, he's passionate. He cares. He cares about the Marvel universe and you know following that specific storyline. That's not. He don't care. He doesn't. He's just like, ah, let's just do it like this. You know what I mean? Like that, you can tell. And that's why everyone's pissed off because it's like, yo, we've been reading these comics and, and watching these things for so many years and you're just going to F off the whole storyline, you know, and just do your own thing. I just, I well, can't. And like, and like you said, he's not really a good storyteller. The reason 300 yeah. works is because the story was already there. The reason Watchmen works on most levels is because the story was already there. 
The reason yeah. that, you know, Superman worked a little less than even those two, Man of Steel, rather, was because Nolan was there to help him with the story. But, like, as far as just, like, coming up with a story on his own, you got Sucker Punch, you got BVS. Neither one of those are very good at, at storytelling. And then you know what else? You know what else that, uh, bugs me? Is they're like, yo, we had to. This film was three hours, and we had to cut so much. out, uh, wait to the extended cut. You get the extended cut, and you get like thirty seconds of maybe an exterior shot of a building and a storyline that you don't even care about. And I was like, yo, y'all just, y'all just took all my money. Y'all took all <laughs> my money. And, yeah, that was exactly what Suicide Squad was. But uh, my, my question suicide, to you is, don't even get me started on that. It's an editing question, nightmare. We just yeah. got, yeah, it was an editing It was a music video. Wow. Like a 90s wow, music that was video. That's what I like. Um, <laughs> so we, we, just got, we, we just got word that the Flash movie is going to be rewritten by Joby Harrell. So my question to you, Wes, is with, with all these changes that we're seeing, where a director comes in, the director comes out, Ben Affleck doesn't even have a script done or even written, they don't know what they're going to choose, blah, blah, blah. Are you starting, or is this something that you already established? Are you starting to lose faith in the DC Cinematic Universe? I feel like the DC Cinematic Universe needs me. I feel like I need to come in <laughs> and direct those films. Honestly, like that—that's what I'm working towards to get that opportunity. I'm in a I'm in a group chat and I talk to Michael B. Jordan pretty often, and you know, like he's enjoying his time on set right now. For, for Black Panther, you know, just gearing up and, and getting into it. And I'm just like, yo, I, I want that same opportunity. If DC is the one, like, if I don't get it in this next two years, like, I have to get it when they start doing Young Justice. Even if, they, if they're not even thinking about it, like, please give me that. Give me that at least, you know, because I just do not see any of these being, like, really that good. I think Ben Affleck's going to kill Batman. I think he'll kill that. I I think that's going to be dope. But Justice League and, you know, Flash, the, the, thing, the thing about these movies is, you know, you have to be willing to be up it as a director. That's what Ryan Coogler's doing, especially with, with, these, with these films because they have such a hierarchy. And I would I'd be down to be the puppet, but, like, you have to know how to play the game. That's why the directors keep dropping out because they're just like, no, I want to do it my way, and they're just going to, they're going to butt heads. You have to, like... You have to play to people's likes, you know what I mean, in this game, and then, you know, shoot what they want, but, you know, do safety for what you what you need. You know what you need, you know what I mean, if you really care about the product. I mean, I was hearing that one of the, the scripts that they had was, was for Flashpoint, and Warner Brothers wasn't ready to go down that, that, that path of a Flashpoint. Well, I mean, DVS gave us, some flashpoint when he came back in time yeah. to, to tell Bruce that, you know, you were right, Superman, you know, Lois is the key. So they shouldn't, have, they, shouldn't have even, they shouldn't have even put that inside that film. Exactly. Why, nope. why would you guys do this right now? It, it made no sense. What made no sense was, was first of all, uh, Bruce Wayne falling asleep and dreaming of injustice and then waking up to flashpoint. Like, where were your stories going there? Like it really made no Man. sense. They want to, they yeah. want to do it. Like they want to inflict the injustice storyline so bad, but I'm just like, why? They just, they, you know what I mean? Like this is the first time Batman. 
first of all, Gotham City is not across the street from Metropolis. When did that happen? I don't they know. They did it for that convenience. Means. They did it for convenience. Set it up so it would be like San Francisco and Oakland. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I in, in my mind, you know, I never pictured them next to each other, but I never pictured them hella far from each other. So I was like, wait, they're right next door. What? What's going on? Yeah, they were they were never next door. But think about that final scene where oh, Lex pointed pointed over to the bat symbol. That scene mm-hmm. doesn't work. You know, Gotham City is thousands of miles. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I guess Zach did it for convenience. He yeah. did it so it fit his story. Right. He got lazy. Is what yeah. it seems like. Instead of actually yeah. trying to draw out the, yeah. the conflict between the two, he's like, nah, I'll just have it be next door. And, you know, quick, Batman's doing all these fly. things. It, it's a quick, quick trick. You know, not that far. So um, yeah. I do want to ask you this, because I know a lot of people despise it. How much did you hate the Martha Martha scene? Or did it not bother you that much? Uh, the Mar- it was just, it was weird. It was like, it was like, yo, he's whooping him. But like, he's whooping him so hard. And he's like, Martha, what? Like, why did you say Martha? I was like, all right, this really, like, I would not have heard Martha at all. Like when I'm whooping someone. I wouldn't hear it. So I was like, <laughs> I was just I I remember just sitting in the theater just shaking my head like yo okay like at this level of the game you know what I mean like I feel like we've been waiting for this since we were kids and at this level of the game you just do not have any there's no room for mistakes this is the superhero time you know what I mean like this is the wave you got to get that shit right you know it's got to it's got to be dope all the way through and the fact that both their names are Martha like I never knew that I didn't care to know that but. You know the fact that they point that out, and this is the this is the turning point to where we're friends now. I was like, right, you guys, are, you guys are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. see, I mean, I, I think I think I was more upset about the fact that it's called Batman v Superman, and we didn't get them fighting for like the last thirty minutes of the movie. I don't know. That bothered me. I, like, I should appreciate fought, the fight. I, I thought they should have fought right after the gala. I thought you missed an right opportunity there. there. That was when Clark realized, you know, that Batman is Bruce Wayne. So that would have been the perfect moment for him to kind of stop him outside before he left, like, see or whatever, and kind of brought out the fact that he knows he's Batman. And then from there, they could have escalated that, like, tenfold and then gotten that fight then. Instead of showing Superman rescue the world for what? What what, what, what did... I should know that he was saving people. Well, we know Superman saves Not people on a radio. Everyone said that he doesn't save people. There are people that literally say that, and that they watch the movie. They're like, oh, he doesn't do anything. He's just mope. Well, but too bad. The movie's supposed wait, wait, to be wait, Batman wait, wait. fighting Superman. Wait, they said what? Well, Joel was pointing out that a lot of uh, people were saying that Superman didn't save anybody. He wasn't really saving people between uh, with Man of Steel and BVS. Both. Both. In both movies, he saved people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was kind yeah, of yeah. He just looks, he just looks like he's sad doing it. That's the thing. Like he looks like yeah. he's like, oh man, this is such a like burden. I just want to go oh, home with you, Lois. I just want to go yeah, home with Lois right now. I never, I never looked at it that way. But yeah, he does, he does come off that way. Like he's sad doing all this stuff. Or like, it seems like, like when, when he went like, to that I one house, to to Mexico. God, when he went to that one house, <laughs> they were floating on water, and like he was. 
he was in the air it's like a god, and the cool. the lady was looking at him. It was just all visual. Yeah. Yeah. But I was saying, when he rescued that, yeah, that, that uh, I think it was that kid from that burning building, and all those people were worshiping mm-hmm. him. He kind of has yeah. that look on his face, like he'd rather be doing anything else but saving. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah. he should be smiling, but you're a hero. This is what you want to be doing. It crazy. shouldn't yeah. look like I'm calling you in the work on your day off. Because that's the face he was giving yeah. people. Oh, damn, man. Ah, oh, here. Yeah. Which, all right, let me ask you, which, which, Superman, which Superman would you want to see? Out of all the ones that we, we had over the years, which one would you want to see? The, is Ken, Henry Cavill not the guy? Or like is that. it just kind of like the direction of no. attitude? Yeah, see, no, I, like, I, I, I like Henry Cavill. I just think that they need a better uh, – the, the the problem is, is the way the character is written, not Henry Cavill. I think he could kill it. If you've seen um, – what's the movie – what's the the Guy Ritchie movie Uncle. he was in? The, the Man from Uncle. Yeah, if you've seen that, he's like charming, suave, like very James Bondish kind of. Like, yeah. um, I mean, he could, he could definitely kill it. I mean, he it, they just need to get the, get the writing right. They need to, they need yeah. to liven him up a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't have an issue with Henry Cavill. You know what it seems like? It seems like Zack Snyder doesn't really care about Henry Cavill. Think about it like this. Or Superman in only, general. He not only had yeah. Superman in his first ever movie in this new DC, DCEU, kill his villain, you know, with yeah. all the destruction of, of Metropolis, but then rebounded by killing Superman in his own sequel, quote-unquote. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you really, the character you started this franchise with, you're really not giving two shits about. Not only did you strip the majority you, of the talking line. What did you feel about, when you're talking, it just made me think about, like, yeah, they did kill him. What did you think about how they made Doomsday, how they brought him into life? And I didn't, I did not like how Lex was like a joker. I didn't like that at all. Mm-mm. I don't think anyone. Yeah, does. you know, and I didn't like. I it was like Lex Junior. I was like, what? Why? Yeah, that didn't make any sense. But you know, I, me and Dane uh, used to say this all the time. Right after we saw it, it seemed like because Jesse Eisenberg did say he originally auditioned for the Riddler, so it seemed like auditioned for Jim. No, no, no. He initially auditioned for the Riddler when, when he was when he was writing the script. For BVS, he originally had in his mind that he was going to be the uh, the he Riddler. Also, he also auditioned for Jimmy. He did also audition for Jimmy. So it seems like he auditioned for Riddler, and then Zack Snyder was just like, you know what, that's a perfect performance. I'm just going to call you Lex Luthor Jr. Because it seems like like he didn't, even though we know Lex Luthor Jr. does exist, and he kind of has that way about him, it just seems like he was another character besides the one he was supposed to be. And from what yeah. I'm hearing, Justice League, we're getting more of that traditional Lex Everything that we've known. Be more traditional hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we get After the tra- we get the traditional Lex Luthor that we hopefully. Right. Like I said, we don't have faith in hey, in, in DC like we do in Marvel. Right? Eh. No, they're not reactionary. No. They're very reactionary. They're very reactionary. I'm Pick sorry. One. They're What's very the reactionary. They are. They are. <laughs> Um, but it's just, yeah. it, it's confusing because it's like, just pick something and stick to it and move forward. But I did want to, I did want to ask you, do you think that with everything that's going on with the negativity on, on DC, 
do you think that it's adding too much pressure on James Wan and Ben Affleck? Yeah. Because they're the only two legit going to happen going forward. Like, we know Aquaman's definitely next year. We saw the whole cast together for lunch, for for, for a table read. And we know Ben Affleck, once he gets this, you know, uh, live by the night out of his system, it's full full speed ahead for Batman. So I feel as though it's too much pressure on Ben Affleck and James Wan, two guys who just want to make really good movies about characters that they love. But now they can't do that because now the franchise is resting on your two movies doing well. And I think that that's yeah. too, much, too much pressure. There's a lot, a lot of pressure on Zack Snyder to deliver a good movie. <laughs> like, really, honestly. Well, I will say he started the pressure. He started the pressure. He started it. He, he started it's it with it's BBS. His own fault. It's his own fault. It, it's a hell of his own making. But now Ben Affleck has to pay for it. And, and Dane did bring up a good point. This guy's trying to promote his movie. And they're being asked, <laughs> and he's being asked about Batman. All, all the so, you know, I, I just I just hope, you know, this movie isn't even fully out of theaters yet. And people are just like, all right, well, it came out. You said, yeah. you said wait till it comes out. It you comes out. What about Batman? Hallway? Have good movies. Everyone That's it. That's it. Wonder Woman has to hit. And it comes out around the same time as uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So it doesn't even have that much time to do well if it, you know, if it doesn't take off that weekend. Good. It doesn't matter. Just be good. What, do you have any faith yeah. in Wonder Woman from the trailer that you saw? Well, um, actually I do. Uh, my friend, one of my good friends who started on YouTube, he was on set and he shot a lot of the... Uh, action sequences so I got the opportunity last year to see like the previses and they ended up using a lot of his stuff now as far as the storyline goes he said that the director was just kind of like you know another person that didn't really care you know about about the product so what we're going to get is basically Captain America 1 you know what I mean um, okay just in terms of, of like you know them, them landing in Themyscira, uh, the pilot, and then him finding everybody, and then them going back to fight World War One, you know, and her thinking that it's um, what's what's her bad guy? I forget her bad guy. Aries. Aries and Doctor uh, Poison. Yeah, yeah, Aries, and uh, I think someone ends up being possessed by Aries, or Aries is there. And then they defeat him. Then they fight, have to fight like this Hitler character. And I remember he was telling me that the conversation in the production room was like, "Yo, if Wonder Woman beats the main villain, you know, like this Hitler character, like he could, you know, she she could just slap him and he'll die." She was like, "No, I want to extend the fight out a bit more, and maybe we'll mess around with the geometry of the room and like throw a chair." And I said, "I just, I said what?" She said, "What?" And he was like, "Yo, we were just sitting there, like, okay, she does not." get it at all. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, the, the I, 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 can, scene, huh? I can kind of picture that in my head. The scene that we saw in the trailer where she's lassoing somebody and she's jumping in the air, I feel as though yeah. that's that final battle. That might be that final battle where she's that fighting that yeah. type of guy. Um, but I, from what you're telling me, I personally was not a huge fan of the first Avenger, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. I thought, if yeah. not for Hugo Weaving, it was a very underwhelming movie. I thought yeah. Hugo Weaving hands down the best thing to come out of that movie. Yeah. So from what you're telling mm. me, I'm now I'm now thinking 
the guy who's playing Ares is probably going to be the best thing to come out of that movie. He's a great actor. Yeah. It's, so, it's, 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 yeah, like, I, that's, I'm, I'm expecting the action to be great, you know, in it, but, like, the, the storyline, you know, like, I, oh, they also told me that Wonder Woman doesn't fly, she just jumps, and I was like, why not, why does she fly, like, I hate, I hate, I hate when they do that, you know what I mean, like, I, I hate when they, they take, like, elements of a character completely away, so, I'm, I'm looking for the fighting at the end that I, man, Wes, that's really killing me right now. I hate because I was able, I was able, yeah. she hasn't fly, I was able to let that go with Jessica Jones because in the comics, the running joke was she, never fly. Jones. she scared the fly. She was just jumping. So I'd be fine if Wonder Woman's just jumping if we get the invisible jet. I don't, I do not think you're getting that jet. Oh, I did, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just I if they're gonna take away the if they're gonna take away her flying like them giving her invisible jet like I just don't. In Batman v Superman, no, she didn't. Was she charged at him? That wasn't flying. That was a jump. That wasn't a jump. That was a jump. I would say this. You must have never seen no goddamn bird. But um no, it's it, that's really upsetting. Her not flying is the equivalent of Christopher Nolan giving us three Batman movies where he's not doing any martial arts. He doesn't kick in not yeah. one goddamn movie. Guess what? Not one. Yeah, I, and you know what, like the Netflix <laughs> that just brings me out when you when you mentioned Jessica Jones Again, here's here's another issue. Like Jessica Jones was boring. Luke Cage oh, I disagree. Was I disagree. Jessica, really? You thought man, it was Jessica, boring? Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones fighting. Like the, I liked the the spying aspect of her, of her, but her push fighting, I'm done. Like her, like know how to know how to fight, know how to fly. You know, well, like live I, up to I, these characters. I think the biggest thing about Jessica Jones is one. In the comics, it was a running joke that she never flew. She was afraid to fly, so she used to always just jump really fucking high. Um, and as far yeah. as the fighting, there's not that many story uh, comics of her fighting that much. Like she doesn't have a distinct yeah, fighting. Does she, she, she learn how to fight? No, not from. The, she wasn't in that many comics. She had a few on her own, but she was mainly Avengers comics. She's a strong character. Um, she's a strong character. She just hit really hard. Yeah. Um, she's like she's like a lesser Luke Cage, um, in, in the aspect of she doesn't really have a fighting style. She'll just punch you really hard. Right, right. The best Luke okay, can do about, is box. What about Luke Cage? You guys enjoyed that? I love I Luke Cage. I loved it. I, I had to go back yep. and watch it numerous times. I did think the 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 final villain was very underwhelming. That could have been a yeah, that's, that was that would be my one thing too. Like the just the finale in general was a little underwhelming, yeah. but I love the I love the twist like halfway through the the season. Like I where, love that. That kill, was just they kiss, uh, what's his name off. Yeah, Cotton like that was perfect yeah. because it's like a a it set it up perfect because I I waited until three o'clock in the morning to start binge watching it, and so like I got through seven episodes and I was like, all right, that seems like a perfect place to like take a break go to sleep, wake up, and then finish watching. 
So that was perfect. And I thought it just, it provided like, uh, like just a great, uh, like mind fuck for the audience. Like what? And and then, you know, carried on from there. Let me, let me ask you guys this, because Wes bringing that up, uh, lets me transition into our, our, our next topic of should Netflix and the Marvel cinematic universe ever mix? And the question is, when, when I say that it's, because one doesn't really need the other at all. They're both successful without ever having to cross paths. Um, you hear yeah. about the Avengers or the effects of the Avengers in the Netflix shows, but they're obviously not there and present. So my question to you mm-hmm. was, is, do you ever want to see it happen, and do you think it's necessary? I don't think it's necessary. I think what Netflix does good is provide you know, opportunities for the the unknown characters to develop. So what you, like, this is what I want. I don't want the the main Avenger characters to come to Netflix, but I do want the Netflix characters to go to the main screen. You know what I mean? And so if we see them in there, it's like, oh, snap, that's dope. You know, you know what I mean? I, I know Spider-Man is, like, the best, the best place to put them, too, because they're all in New York. Absolutely. Yeah. But the one thing I, I, I say about that is I think – the one thing that becomes tricky about that, because a lot of people were saying how they thought the CW characters should go to the DC cinematic. The one tricky thing about that is when you have the Netflix characters going to the movies, you then get half of your fan base going, well, why can't I see Spider-Man come team up with Daredevil against Kingpin and, and, and Daredevil, you know, season four or whatever? Why can't I see people back and forth? That's the one tricky part about it. But it depends, because if you have movie fans that aren't that much of a fan of the Netflix show, it doesn't really bother them. Or if you have vice versa. If you have people that are fans of both. The other problem is the universe that they've created on Netflix is much darker than the the movie universe. It's much darker. It's much darker. It's much grittier. You see Daredevil and... and Avengers or Spider-Man, it just won't match up. You see Luke Cage in there, it won't match up. It'll look out of place. Yeah, I, I, yeah think, tonal, I think... Totally, it's very different, yeah. I think the funniest thing would be, like, Daredevil coming to, you know, Infinity War or whatever, and he's beating this mugger up, and then Cap jumps in and is like, whoa, we don't we do not do that. You know, we, we don't go about <laughs> this. Yeah, that would work. Daredevil, and Daredevil kind of just goes, well, screw you. This is how I deal with things in my city, you know? So it just, I agree with you. As far as tone, it doesn't match up. But there are ways you could do it. If in a Spider-Man movie you introduce Kingpin, you could easily have him like you did in the old animated show where Daredevil and Spider-Man team up, take on Kingpin and Norman Osborn, uh, just for example. So there are ways it could work. But it's just a matter of... How how their contracts are set up is so weird. Like television and and film, it's two different universes. You know, it's two different like shooting schedules. So like, if they're in the middle of shooting like Flash, you know, he can't stop to go into the movie. You know, I mean, the, these conflicts happen all the time in the the, the feature film universes. Their 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 schedules are so much more demanding um, than well the television universe for the, especially for these episodic forty five minute uh, episodes. They're literally there from like six a.m. to you know nine p.m. So there's no time. You know, I'd imagine the same thing with the Netflix universe. However, Netflix, you know, they have a season where they just they just 
bust everything out over, you know, like a few weeks. Um, right. So it's just, it's hard, it's hard to get them into, into the film. So I'd love to see it, but it's just, it's never going to happen. Yeah, see, I, I agree. One, one thing, oh, I'm sorry, Joanne, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I think one thing that would be cool is if you don't necessarily have to have the characters crossover, but let's say, like, if if in Infinity War, like, say, Spider-Man segment in Infinity War, like, happens, um, you could see the same thing happening in uh, the the, uh, Defenders television show. So, like, they're taking on aspects of Infinity War 2, but you never see the characters show up on the big screen just as you never see any of the Avengers show up there. They're just taking on the same, dealing with the same issue that's happening within the thread of that universe. You just hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, that's pretty much what we've got. That's pretty much what we got from the Netflix show. Uh, Jessica Jones. That's what they got here in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to me is like, it's a conundrum. And I say that because it's like, it exists in the MCU, but like, there's no correlation. Like, I don't even know if the Avengers know that Coulson's still alive. I don't even know if Fury knows if Coulson is still alive. He does. He does? does? I didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But even Wes is like, he does? I didn't didn't even watch it. I didn't watch it either. And watch it's it. It's not the best show. But it's not. But, um, and it's gotten worse. I have some friends that are trying to get me to watch it. They're like, yo, after season after season one, it gets really good. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I, don't, I, I just don't care enough to invest in those characters because they don't got powers. For the most part. For the most I mean, part. I mean, they're start, some of them start to get powers, but I completely you. agree with you. It is very boring. Um, yeah. I, I do want to ask about this because I know Nick and Joel are going to love this this topic. Um, it was announced uh, by Disney that Star Wars has an official title, The Last Jedi, um, which people keep going crazy. Oh, does that mean Luke's going to die? Jedi is a term that could mean more than one. Right. So The Last Jedi could be the last group of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently they also said that um, the title ten or something Force Awakens, the last Yeah, the Jedi. Force Awakens, yeah. the last Jedi. Yeah, it, it, it could go hand to hand. That is very interesting. I mean, I've always told Nick that I'm holding out hope that we see Kylo and Rey split. They switch. You know? Um, right. I mean, because in the Force Awakens, which I watched again today, you know, before, you know, before we did our show, when, Ky- when that one guard tells Kylo the girl, he gets really, really, really angry, mm-hmm. as if he knows who this girl is, mm-hmm. but he has to make sure. And then when he tells Snoke, Snoke's like, bring her to me. Let me handle her. So I feel as though Kylo knows of whoever this girl is, because obviously he didn't meet her at, at, at that point, so they mm-hmm. finally fought at the end. Mm-hmm. But I felt as though he knew that someone escaped when he was killing all the other Jedi, when he was training with Luke. He knew one escaped and that she was a girl. He just never thought it would come back to haunt. Right. So um, I'll start with you, Nick. What, what are your thoughts on the title of The Last Jedi? Uh, I, I love the title. It took me, like, I didn't love it initially. Like, it, it took me, like, 
like really taking it in uh, like over the course of like an hour, and then I like I really got on board with it. The one thing that I kind of don't like about it is the the really cool thing about the Star Wars titles is uh, other than you know words like the um, or of like you never get like a major word that appears in multiple titles. Um, so obviously now this changes that. Um, that's just my OCD messing with me though. So once I was once I was able to get over that, that you know we we have Return of the Jedi and the Last Jedi. Like I was I was cool with it. Uh, and then another thing about Kylo Ren, too, in that movie, he said when he when he captures her um, uh, on that um, planet with Maz Kanata, um, he says. Like when when he's like chasing her in the in the woods or whatnot, he says like, "So you're the girl that you know I've heard so much about." So obviously, like they're teasing that like, well, some way or another, like he knows he knows about her. You know, there's there's something going on, um, to where he knows now. Obviously, I don't think I don't necessarily. I've seen so many different theories. I, I've given up on trying to figure it out. Like I'm just like I'm just gonna wait and they'll they'll fucking tell me. Like that, then I'm I'm cool with that. Like that's fine. Um, but as far as the title, I, I love it. I just hope, um, I, and I don't really, I'm not too scared that they're gonna do this. I just hope they don't kill off Luke Skywalker, um, because we already had to go a whole episode without seeing Luke Skywalker. So yeah. I want to get him for episode eight and nine, um, yeah. preferably. It, you know, like I really think that would be the the way to go. Like, don't just kill him off. Um, and uh, and and finally, I, I mentioned this on on uh, Geek Vibes uh, maybe about a, a week ago or so. Um, I want to see Carrie Fisher get first billing. Uh, Harrison Ford got first billing, and the and the other one, and this is going to be the last movie Carrie Fisher's ever in. She means the world to the Star Wars fans, the Star Wars universe. I want to see her get first billing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. What what are your thoughts on on the title, The Last Jedi? I'll be honest. Um, you know, Star Wars is, hasn't been something I've really invested my time into. Um, but I think that's that's cool. You know, I didn't watch Rogue One. Uh, I watched the one before it. I thought I heard Rogue One was like very underwhelming, so I I didn't even bother to go see it. Sorry, so sorry. <laughs> no, dude, it's all good. It's whatever floats your boat or rocks your cantaloupe, you know. Like it's it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't know. Like I like I like the episodes of Star Wars, and I heard that's like the the worst worst thing to like. So I'm just like, you know what? Maybe this isn't this isn't for me. I don't know. I mean, I, to but me, it's I, me. Star I just, Wars. I just the deep vibes. <laughs> to me, to me, Star Wars has always been an acquired taste. Um, because I, I, I can't understand how people get into Star Trek. So I can definitely understand how, you know, some people don't get into Star Wars. You know, Star Wars hands down is way better than Star Trek. But whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do. Well, think and the other thing too is we all saw it when we were kids. So if you didn't watch it when you were a kid and you're trying to get into it later on, I don't feel like it's nearly as easy to, like, get caught up in, in Star Wars. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think the worst yeah. thing you could do as, like, a moviegoer trying to get into Star Wars is starting with Phantom Minute. Oh, <laughs> God, seeing, yeah. Like, that trilogy, Absolutely. That, trilogy, that is, like, the worst thing you could do 
You have to start with the original three. Forget that the uh, <laughs> Phantom Menace and, and stuff like that existed, and then just go right into The Force Awakens. Um, really? Completely forget about Completely forget about them. Um, Revenge of the Sith was, was somewhat of redeemable of no, it wasn't the, of all of them. No, of all of no, them. No, it wasn't. Of, collectively, it was somewhat redeemable. I guess. No, it wasn't. I mean, I'm sorry. That lightsaber wow. fight at the end. It wasn't. That was classic. That uh, was battle at the end. Classic. Dude, they they made that battle take way too fucking long. That that battle should not have taken that long. It took any. It took. It like it took any emotional investment out of the characters that like you you could have had going in about three minutes in. Like Very then true. then they're just swinging around lightsabers and and not even like connecting blades. Like I know everybody's seen the gif where it's just like a three or four second long thing where they're just spinning their lightsabers and not even touching. Like. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> well, okay. Well, I, I hate wait, Revenge of the Sith. I, that's my least favorite of any Star Wars movie. Attack of the Clones is mine, but um, I did want to. Attack, like, Attack of the Clones is the worst one, but my least favorite, the like worst. the one that I hate the most personally, is Revenge of the Revenge Sith. Because Anakin's you. whole arc is butchered. It's, but anyway, I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, I did want to ask you. Um, we did get a Power Rangers trailer and a Logan final trailer. Um, I'm curious, what were your thoughts on those two trailers? Well, um, I got to see the first, what was it, 20 or 30 minutes of Logan already. Um, and that, yeah, I went to this like screening at, at Fox and I saw Logan, I saw Cure for Wellness, I saw, what was the other one we saw? Forget the last one I saw. Mm -hmm. Planet of the Apes and I saw... There's one more. It was um, it was like a, it was when they went to space. I forget the last one. The Logan, you have to see the first Logan, forty minutes. Yeah, first, I feel like it's the first twenty to thirty minutes of Logan and Planet of the Apes and uh, Cure for Wellness. All of them were pretty sick. Logan, I was like, yo, this is intense. Um, I'm not sure where they're gonna go with this. I have an idea where they're gonna go with the story. But, um, you know, there was just certain things about Logan that he just, you know, he couldn't do, you know. And I was like, dang, this is this is kind of crazy. It looked good. It's much better than any of the other Logan, you know, Wolverine movies we've seen, especially the second one. Like, if actually both of those ones. Just, I would just not even count those as ever being made and just do the <laughs> X-Men, even though there's, like, a lot of holes in the story, and then go to Logan. Um and I would, I, mean, and I would take with Ap- Apocalypse. I'd take the scene out with, you know, the whole like Jean Grey and Logan running in the snow scene. I'd completely, I just take that whole thing out, and then just go with the other X Men uh, movies that came out, and then Logan. Yeah, and they should have killed off Mystique too. But that's just my opinion. Oh, oh man, they they just they they were just using her for FaceTime. That's all that was. Like, yep. like when they when they do when they do stuff like that, like what they did with Mystique and the Apocalypse one, is the same thing that they did. Uh, it's the same thing that they did in Suicide Squad with trying to make you know the Suicide Squad like likable, you know what I mean? Like likable characters and you know trying to humanize them. And I'm just like, yo, like they're bad guys. Make them bad and just stop it. You know, I don't want to like Deadshot. I don't want to like him. I don't like any of these people. 
So yeah, yeah. Well, you want to no, love I, to I, hate them, like, yeah, and that's yeah, the thing. Like, you don't, you don't, you yep. you don't like. So yeah, and oh, well, and also too, I just think with a thread from Apocalypse Man, like the fact that they were using her character as like kind of a rallying cry for other mutants Terrible. who looked up to her. Like, it would have made so much sense for her to die and not be the the quintessential reasoning yeah, for make, make her them all coming together. Yeah, make her a martyr. Like, and you know, like everyone knew she didn't want to be in that movie. So maybe if you had told her, "Look, hey, we're going to kill you off. Your contract's done. You won't have to do it anymore. Just please don't phone this in. Just, just be, try, try, try a little bit. You know, maybe she would have a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the best performance she would have given was when she died. That would have been the most convincing thing she could have done. Exactly. Um, yeah, well, not to mention her last line when she's, like, coaching up the guys at the end was, like, one of the worst lines ever, like, in any X-Men movie or movie in general. Like, I was just like, yeah. oh, my God, like, please shut Absolutely. up. Absolutely. And, and so, I just feel like Apocalypse, like, he could have ended the world at any time, you know, but they made him go through this whole laborious process of getting his four horsemen. I was just like, yo, like, the best, the best thing out of that movie was Quicksilver. Yeah, and it was the it was the thing that that felt most out of place too. Like it didn't fit yeah. really with the rest of the movie. Like it was great on its own, but like they should have used that and informed the rest of the movie around that and just scrapped right, everything else. like that. Yeah, like it was. They, I heard they took three months for that scene. Yeah, three months. Three months. Yep. Crazy. Well, Crazy. Wait, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. Without spoiling anything, you saw the first uh-huh. 20 minutes. Can you give us your opinion on the little girl who plays X-23? Your thoughts on, on, on her performance? Or did you not get that much of her in your first 40 minutes? Oh, uh, you you got, listen, epic. That's all I can yeah. say. Epic. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I, oh, I yeah. talked to someone who also went to go see the first 40 minutes, and they said she's easily the best thing they've ever created in the X-Men universe outside oh, of Hugh Jackman and, and Deadpool. Yeah, Wolverine and Deadpool. Yeah. You'd agree to that? She was nasty. She was nasty, oh, yo. I can't wait. <laughs> like, I am so hyped. Oh, so, yeah. She was legit, man. Would you say she was more badass than, than Hit Girl? Ah, yo, that would be that would be a good fight right there. I don't know if you guys ever watched yeah. a superhero beat, but I'd love to see that yeah. fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. That would be amazing. And that, I mean, like, man, that would be a good matchup right there. I mean, albeit if X-23 really wanted to, she could kill Hit Girl in, like, three seconds. Um, But I would just like because X-23 isn't a fighter. She's just more of like a brawler. If she can corner you, she's like Mike Tyson. If she can corner you, she will kill you. Um, But it's just just a matter of like... What they did did right there, I didn't see no brawler. I seen like a straight up... Man... He's badass, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and not to mention, don't ever say Mike Tyson's not a fighter. He's a brawler, dude. Man, Mike Tyson's the best fighter ever. He was more than just a brawler. Ooh. Ooh. But Mike Tyson was more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so Wes, I want to ask you this on the. I mean, he's side. no Ali or anything, but you know. True. Anyway. Since that's your thoughts on Logan, did you see the Power Rangers trailer, the the newest one that just came I out? Did. What are your thoughts? I did. On that? I, I saw the Power Rangers trailer. I I like it. 
I'm like at first when I saw the first trailer, I was like, oh man, this is like Chronicle, you know? Like I got Chronicle vibes off of it, and sure. then the second one, you know, I just, I got amped. I was like, yes, all right, it's time, it's time, it's morphing time. And like I'm a big I'm a big Power Ranger fan, um, you know, just from the originals, not anything in between, anything after like uh, I think. Maybe like, did Zio come before the Ninja one, or did Zio come? Zio, Zio was way before. Zio was way before. That was. Wait, okay. I'm just thinking. After, after, after the Ninja one, after the Ninja right. before Turbo, anything after that, I don't care about. Then it came to Dino, Dino Thunder. I like that one where they brought Tommy's back. Anything after that, didn't care for, and then. I, I don't care about any other ones, but I got a couple friends that actually became Power Rangers, so I was like, that's sick, so I just support it at that point. But, yeah, outside the original, like, I'm not really sure. I mean, when I saw this trailer, I know a lot of people are going to, like, say it doesn't make sense, but when I when I saw this trailer, uh, this newest trailer for Power Rangers, I kept thinking in my mind, as long as you can outdo the feeling I got when I first saw the Ivan Ooze movie, as long oh, as you get out oh, through that, man. I'm set. Listen, I don't because think that's I, like, I loved it. That was such a nostalgic one because, like, their suits and just all yeah. the cults that came out of that, like, it, that one had had that just, like, yo, I want to be a Power Ranger. Like, exactly. that's, that's the feeling I want to go in. I want to see out of this. I want to feel like, yo, I want to be a Power Ranger. That's. That's my thing. That's why I said if this movie can make me feel like that the way that the original movie did. Because in the original movie, when they're all fighting outside and they can't morph, and then they finally... No, no, no. I'm sorry. They're all fighting outside and then they morph. That is possibly one of the dopest scenes oh, that, that scene, as that a scene kid that I've ever seen. It. And then they're like they, flipping. They that. that was so dope. That was so dope. Yeah. That, whole, that was that really whole fun. Out construction site scene was one of the illest scenes. The suits look slick. Like, the fighting was slick. The ba- all the flipping, like, that drink was epic. That it drink was epic. epic. It was you epic. Was crazy? So- What's crazy is, like, I'll see um, just walking walking outside my house, I'll see Adam every now and then. Oh, that's like, <laughs> It's so insane. And, uh, you know, like he's, he's doing, like, a bunch of voiceover stuff, so he does, like, voiceover shows like, like a lot of the cartoons that are out right now and it's just it's crazy I'm like dude man you do not understand like how juiced I was watching you guys on TV so, <laughs> it was it was such a great cool. experience especially as a kid watching that Ivan Ooze movie it was it was so yeah. dope um, especially with him brainwashing the parents and everything it was just really 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 <laughs> dope yeah it was Rocky and Adam um like so, Teenagers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is one of my favorite topics that that we had on for today. Um, should superhero movies start to be nominated for best film? The idea for this Absolutely. topic came up. This idea for this topic came up after I saw the first Logan trailer. I was like, "Yo, this because we're starting to get superhero movies that don't." feel like a superhero movie. Like, if you didn't know the X-Men and who Wolverine was, you'd think it's just like this weird sci-fi western type of feel. And that's, I think, what's going to help 
and further, uh, you know, the career of superhero movies is for you to give more movies that don't slap you in the face with the, the fact that it's a superhero movie. And Logan, yeah. seeing that first trailer, you don't see the first two trailers and go, oh, it's about superheroes where they save people. You go, what the fuck is this? Why is this girl stabbing people? You know what I'm saying? What's going on? He has blood dripping from his claw. What the hell is going on? You know, it's rated R. So Deadpool also gave you that feel. It's not a superhero movie. He's not saving the day. He's not saving anyone. He's just a guy who has his own agenda. He's going out and wreaking some havoc. That's pretty much all Deadpool was. So the idea for this topic came up from that. So I, I, I pass it to you before we go to everyone else on the panel. Do you think superhero movies should be nominated for best film? And if so, do you have any in mind that you would nominate? I don't have any in mind that I would nominate, but I definitely feel like they should be nominated and considered for for nomination because like there's there's certain there's certain films that have like that emotional pull, you know, that it just you just have to respect it. You know, you you have to respect it. I I think uh, I think it should definitely be nominated. Especially, what are they nominating right now? They're nominating. Uh, I think Netflix movies are getting nominated. Really? You know? Yeah. They're well, they, they, for as far as the Oscars, they have to screen in a movie theater for like a week or something like that. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. So they can be a Netflix movie, but they have to at least screen like on a big screen for like a week or something some some kind of the, qualifier the like that, of work, as far as the Oscars the amount of work that's being put into these films you know the strenuous work from you know from all the actors and directors and just it's a lot of work and they're they're hitting on every emotion you know what I mean like I I definitely feel like you know there's room for them I mean absolutely so, like I said, just watching what, what was the two Logan trailers like two three minutes uh, a piece. From that mm-hmm. made me feel like this movie should easily be nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, but yeah, the, the the acting that Patrick Stewart gives, crazy. His performance yeah, I, I is crazy. I could feel that. I could feel Hugh that. Jackson's performance. You can feel that Logan is broken. You know what I mean? You can feel it. You can see it, and it's like, damn! I never, I never want to see him like broken. And like, I hope, I hope they do like flashbacks to like what happened prior to. I hope they do that because last I knew, they fixed everything in Days of Future Past. So yeah, and then that's everything. Their whole timeline is jacked. That's the that's the thing I got a problem with. The whole timeline is jacked. You know, like, just, like, what bothers me the most is, like, you have the blueprint there. All you got to do is remake it. Like, we had X-Men, you know, as kids. We had the show. Do that. Just do that. Do that, make that live action, or, you know, give it to me a little bit more updated, but do that. You know, I don't want to see all that. I I will say, I defend the first X-Men and X-Men United. I thought those movies were great. Whoa, I really, I really do. No, 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 not the third one. Just, just the first one and the second one. The third one was, what the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah. I, I yeah, couldn't wrap I like my head the, around like what they were doing. The, the first two, two I thought were really good. The first, yeah. I think they that Brian Singer? 
Yeah, I think they realized that it, it should have been a Wolverine-driven film, so oh, that's what they did with the first one. Yeah, that's for Apocalypse, yeah. So, Wolverine um, has, like, the strongest story. Yeah, he has the best story. That's who you should lead with. And, I mean, hands down, outside of Patrick Stewart and maybe Ian McKellen, Hugh Jackman's, like, the next best actor out of everybody that you had in those movies. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm curious, Dane, um, do you think superhero movies should be nominated for best film? And if so, do you have any in mind from, you know, the past movies we've seen um, that you'd nominate? Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to give you a vague ass answer. I'm going to, it's, it's based on the quality of the film. Um, I don't know if the genre itself should be represented more. It just, if they make a good movie that's, you know, has the credentials, uh, I don't think they should hold it on its merit if it's a genre film. I hate that concept with the, uh, the Academy because, you know, it's a lot of older gentlemen and they go for a certain thing. And if they like that quality about it, uh, you know, they like they like basically uh, biopics, uh, a lot of dramas, and that's fine. I love those movies; they end up being great films. But at you know one point in the '70s and in the '80s, you saw a lot of films um, that had qualities of, of certain Marvel films. There were political thrillers that got nominated, and there were genre films even to an extent that got nominated. So I just wish that we would hold films on its merit of being a good film itself. But I think that the quality of uh, Comic films rely on not so much of being a comic film, but obviously being a good film itself. Uh, the only ones I can really think of that I would say, I don't even know if Deadpool really, even, I was happy it got nominated with the, uh, the Producers Guild and also Directors Guild for awards uh, for both Miller and Reynolds. But um, I don't even know if I would actually say that that would have really, it, it would have been weird if Deadpool got any nominations, honestly. It would have been awesome but the only two were The Avengers and The Dark Knight, uh, just because they were groundbreaking. They were amazing films, start to finish, great stories, uh, and I think they could have qualified. Obviously, The Dark Knight, you know, Heath Ledger got nominated. Um, and the next year, the Academy went from five to ten films, potentially, to be nominated. So I think, they, I think The Dark Knight basically had something to do with it, because to me, and, uh, you know, it's my own opinion. I saw a lot of the movies, at least on the list that won that year. I thought The Dark Knight was at least one of the best ones that year. Should have not been nominated. I even thought it was the best. So, basically, it just relies on the film. Going forward, I wish that they would open up their fucking eyes to other stuff. Yeah. I, I definitely sure. see that. Nick, what's, what's your thought? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I'm, I'm pretty much going to echo uh, Dane's answer because I think he had the nail on the head. I mean, I think if the film is really good, then it it should get a nomination. Um, I, I think, especially for the Academy, far too often there there is a bias of, well, this this isn't our kind of movie. Um, I don't necessarily think that um, Deadpool should have been nominated for Best Picture. I do think that Deadpool should have been nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, though. I mean, I feel wholeheartedly that it deserved deserved yeah. that nod. Um, and so, and I feel like more than likely the reason that it didn't was because, well, this doesn't, this doesn't really fit the narrative of the Oscars, you know, like kind of this hoity-toity, um, and, and, and I, I don't know, I kind of hate to say that because, I mean, uh, there's, out of the, the five adapted screenplays that were nominated, I mean, they're all good, they're all really good, um, so, I mean, you have to bump one to put Deadpool on there, but I think, 
I, I think I would have I would have put Deadpool on there if I was making a list of the five that I thought you know deserved it. Um, yeah, I think it's the only one that I could I could throw out there is is what Dane said, The Dark Knight. I wouldn't I wouldn't even put the Avengers quite in that category. Um, maybe Winter Soldier, maybe, um, but but definitely The Dark Knight just based on just based on how great of a film it is. Because um, it's not, you know, it's not the best presentation of Batman, but it is, it is one of. I, th- I still think that it is the single best movie based on a comic book property. Um, just objectively speaking, it's not my favorite. Um, v for Vendetta still and always will be my favorite. Um, but, uh, but I think that, that that's definitely one that that deserved the nomination. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I definitely think it's. I, I will say, as far as people who are judging these films, I feel as though it should be younger. It shouldn't always be these old parts that, that have these certain movies that they're keying on to. And, you know, these great movies are just swept under the rug. I think movie is movie. doesn't matter if it's animated. doesn't matter if it's, you know what I'm saying, superhero, whatever. You have to judge it off best performance. So if you watch a... Dark Knight, and you go, wow, holy shit, was that great. Put it in there. She's fucking be nominated. You know what I'm saying? Universally, everyone thinks it should have been nominated. It was a really great movie. It, it was groundbreaking. Um, I mean, it was a superhero film in a time before we had this, you know, where it's the thing. So for you to do a successful one like that um, is groundbreaking, along with The Avengers. That was groundbreaking. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I personally think Winter Soldier, and I'll go as far as to say Civil War, is one of those movies that are up there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, what are your thoughts? I just want, I just want them to start respecting superhero movies. You know, and if they start making good movies, just legit good movies, that are like, like a Logan, that looks like it's going to be like that, then give it uh, what it deserves. Mm-hmm. They somehow managed to pull, you know, pull out that to the Dark Knight. So I think it is possible for them, for them to pass a certain point, but you got to give them reason to. And uh, hopefully that these movies eventually get there for them because they deserve it. A lot, some of these movies are really, really just good movies in general. Absolutely. Um, Wes, Wes, before you go, um, thanks again for for joining us tonight. We hope we can have you again. Yeah, man. Um, just let the people know where they can find you. Um, and if you want to just say what you're working on next before you go. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can find me on the internet. Just type in what's good. And I should pop up on one of those platforms. Um, I have a lot of, a lot of stuff brewing. I'm not sure if you are familiar with my series. If I was a power ranger, um, coming out with a part two of that continuation, Continuing on from the last time, last time I was a Power Ranger, I I didn't charge my morpher, so um, <laughs> everyone <laughs> <I> got <laughs> my buddies got beat up, and so it's going to be a continuation of that one. Um, I am I finally am able my morpher is finally charged, and uh, you're going to see how it looks when I finally transform if I'm able to transform. And uh, I have another project, but I'm gonna wait till. It's closer to uh, finished. I'm writing it right now, but it's going to be a very exciting project to release. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, awesome, man. Yeah, and for our hey. viewers, that's uh, 
U Z good, right? W U Z good. Was good. You guys need to check him out immediately. I've been a fan of this guy for the longest. Um, I actually was sharing hey, up, the group, your your uh, uh the Black Flash video. Oh, I shared with the group Ooh. and they loved it. They loved it. <laughs> that was um, hilarious. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you guys checked that out because that's that's the one I'm working on. But the name has changed. Uh, you know, we we're um I got my fingers crossed for it to become something much bigger and uh you know have some people that are really behind it right now so we'll see it's co- it's coming soon you know hey, but man. it's going to be something really special for sure hey we appreciate it so much um hopefully we could be in contact for us to do more yeah. things like this um, yeah for sure um i'll give you i'll give you my number and we can connect and you know like you know maybe i you know share some offline stuff with you and you know see if you you have any uh suggestions or see what you guys think about the world and um yeah you know i'm excited i'm excited to put this one together i i appreciate it so much man awesome. I, I can't wait i can't wait for that um thank yeah. you again and we wish you the best on all your projects buddy i appreciate it guys keep up keep up the good work man thank you bro. appreciate it oh uh, yeah you. peace out man all right talk to you guys soon all Bye. right peace so wow, that was what um, he is very that was knowledgeable. Cool, I like him. Yeah, very, very, that was, that was fun. Um, it, it wasn't like we brought someone on and they were like, "Yeah, I agree." No, I agree. No. This is someone who knows his shit. He's a geek. Uh, he's, he's a geek. He's geek certified. People. Exactly. He is geek certified, and he is always welcome. <laughs> uh, he's very geek minded. Uh, <laughs> he's very good job. with his geek rabble. <laughs> he's very good with his geek rabbling. His vibe is very geeky too. He has a geek vibe. <laughs> Wait, I may end this great moment because I was trying to I was trying to think of a way to add Dane's rant, but I couldn't, and I didn't want to say it and it oh, fail. <laughs> so I'm sitting here in my mind. Like, I wish I could work Monday, Dave's Rants. I'm going to bitch about DC <laughs> fans. It's going to be fun. It's going to be um, great. I'm going to say a lot of horrible things about DC fans. Sorry about that, guys. But I already <laughs> fucked over the Marvel fans, so it's your turn. I'm going after you. It's your turn. It's your turn. Okay, so I got just one or two more topics, and then we can go into uh, ending the show. We went a little, we went a lot later than we usually do because we had that small little mishap um, earlier. So one of the other ones I was thinking about bringing up, and I wish I could have gotten Weston on this, um, if you guys could redeem a character from a superhero movie, any superhero movie, if you could redeem them to bring them into the current continuity, who would it be? I'm going to give you guys a second to think about that because I already have mine. I already have an example. I'll give you an example. (laughs) Dane DeHaan. (laughs) As Harry Osborn, not not the whole Green Goblin gimmick, just him as Harry Osborn, and then we could get a better we could get a better under Kevin Feige we would have gotten a way better Green uh, Green Goblin, so I'm not concerned with that. But Dane DeHaan is such a slept on. Oh, I have one. And uh, okay, I'm sorry. I- I'll go right to you then, Dane. Uh, Mark Strong as Sinestro. I would love to bring him to – I don't even care about anything else besides that. He was so good as Sinestro, 
he would be perfect still. And it kind of sucks that we lost him out of anything from Green Lantern. Oh. Wow. The people agree with you, Dane. Um, that that's a great freaking pick. Good pull. Great, great pick, honestly. But what scares me is I feel You're as welcome. though the dire- <laughs> I feel as though the direction of DC films, stuff as it was for that Green Lantern movie, because they were gonna start the franchise <laughs> well, with that Green I've Lantern. I've never movie. been more excited to see the DC films to tell you so good. <laughs> I mean, Mark Strong was so popular. So Even though, in my heart of hearts, I still want Luke Evans to get that part. If they came out and said okay. Mark Strong had it, I'd have Because, to me, I picture Mark Strong as my Mr. Freeze. So that's the only reason why I'm like, no, give that to Luke Evans. But I, you could do a good what, job with that. If they came out oh, yeah. tomorrow and was like, Mark Strong's our, our uh, Sinestro, I'd be like, I'm down. I, he was the only redeemable uh, uh Person of that of that entire movie. Even though yeah, I, got I got one for you. I got one. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, Kevin Spacey, Lex Luthor. I think. Uh, oh yeah. Like that would just be. Yeah, because I mean, he was he was definitely the 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 shining light of that movie and uh, that that terrible terrible movie. And uh, he's a terrific actor. And I mean, I I know like. A lot of people out there, big uh, House of Cards fans, and I, I've still yet to to delve into that. But I hear that Dude, the Frank Underwood there. character is is terrific. So, I, I wow, because <laughs> you made me think about Superman. Was it Superman yeah. Returns? Wow, that movie was god awful. Mm-hmm. But he was such a bright star, and all of that garbage. Um, wow, that was really good. So, I mean. While Joel's thinking of his, uh, like I was saying before, Dane DeHaan is such a slept-on actor. He's really, mm-hmm. really, he's really, really, really good actor. And I honestly think um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 wasn't bad because of him. Like, he wasn't no. one of the bad no. well, things. Well, like and so the Green Goblin, but that's not his fault. He didn't he no, didn't write that out. He, he was a very convincing Harry Osborn. And I've never, I've never, ever thought about a world where we got a Spider-Man movie. With no Norman, just Harry. Dane DeHaan showed me that I'd be fine. I'd be fine with a world without Norman if Dane DeHaan's my Harry Osborn. I thought he was a really. I'd love to have him in this Tom Holland, uh, <laughs> this Tom Holland universe as something. Not, maybe not Harry. Well, Some guys might say he's too old, but I'd like to see him play of a villain in this new Spider-Man universe. So I'd like to redeem him to bring him into this Spider-Man universe to being, I don't know, he'd be a great, uh, what is it, Mysterio? He has that element about him that he could that he could, do, he could pull that off. Yeah, uh, he could do a lot of things. I could even see him, uh, he's a little young, but I could even see him playing a pretty good um, Cletus Cassidy. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What about James Marsden Absolutely. from Cyclops? Since he's one of the guys up for Green Lantern, apparently. Who would you yeah, like to I mean, I think I think like he would deserve. That's a great one, Dane, because he like the, the problem with Cyclops again. That was the writing. They, they they just didn't know how to write that character. So, but he like, acted, yeah, he acted really well. He was actually really good. Yeah, and he he wasn't he wasn't horrible. And um, by he wasn't horrible. I don't mean like he was okay. He was really good in in Westworld. Yeah, very good. In you know, yeah. so mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. 
So, Shit, I mean, I'll give the know, whole entire fucking Fantastic Four cast another chance. Like, from this last one, with the four yeah. actors they got to play those characters yeah. and Toby Kebbell as Doctor Doom, they got fucked That's over true. from a bad script and a lot of other things. That, that was a good, a good cast, at least to me. Yeah, that yeah, was a well, great cast. I don't know how I felt about, uh, what was her name? Katie? Katie Jamie Katie, Bell? Katie Mara. Katie Mara. I love her as an actor. Katie Mara. I just think I just think we could find like a few other people that fit Sue Storm better. Um, but I thought everyone else kind of stood out in their individual roles. Maybe it could have just been it could have just been how it was written. She just didn't really stand out to me. But I won't hold that against her if they came out and like. Really? Yeah. I didn't know they were together. Wow, that's that's dope. That's dope as hell. Well, Michael Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that. Michael B. Jordan already got The movie sucked, but we fell in love. Or Electra and um, Ben Affleck before he cheated on her. Before Batman had his. Uh, oh, I like the Battle Hell yeah. People shit on that movie, but he was a. I love Silver lining in that. Like he was really good. Really, good. really believable. I, I what about Kingpin? Michael Clark Duncan. Ooh, well, if he was alive, alive yeah. If he were, if he were yeah, alive, obviously, but, yeah. But he was you know good. What, he was he was one good thing about that movie. You know what's weird, and this might be unpopular yeah. amongst the people. Probably. <laughs> I think he would have done a better job in the Netflix series than uh, the current Vincent D'Onofrio. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. I didn't say he was I don't, bad. I don't know about that. Bad. I don't know if I agree with you. Um, who who else? You got one? You got one? And Hathaway is Catwoman. I thought she would have been a great Catwoman, but she was actually Catwoman. I agree. You know? She did great in Dark Knight Rises. Great actress. Great actress. You know, if she was actually Catwoman. What would would you like to bring What about Tom Hardy as a babe? I love Tom Hardy as Bane. I really did. I, I mean, you know, we, we even know our president-elect loves... Uh, I'm supposedly Hispanic, but I'm a gay Sean Connery. Yeah, and and Juwan, I'm sorry. He's no longer just the president-elect. He's the actual president now. God, God help us all. I'm sorry. I, re- I refuse to wake up from that nightmare. <laughs> He's still president-elect. <laughs> I don't blame you, brother. <laughs> president Bane. <laughs> president Bane. No, but okay, so let me ask you this. Are you President Trump? <laughs> Anne Hathaway, would you like to bring her into this current uh, DC continuity, or would you like her to have a jab at Marvel? I wouldn't mind bringing her into the DC. I don't think they do it, but that'd be really cool. She'd definitely have a chance at Marvel if she wanted it. Yeah. As well, I have no idea, considering they pretty much casted everything. Casted everything, yeah. I mean, they could find something down the line. <laughs> oh, Marvel always what about... What about Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider? Oh, God, no. I think, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think he was a product of bad writing. I thought the first one wasn't as horrible as people make it, make it out to be. I don't think the second one was horrible as people make it It's not too bad. It's I just thought, not that good. I thought, he was a, I thought he was a pretty decent Ghost Rider. Yeah, he's I mean, I didn't have any problem with him as Ghost Rider. I had a, I had a huge problem with the right. They even made Idris Elba horrible. In that second one, that's how horrible the, the the writing was. So I don't blame those movies on Nicolas Cage. I want you to go find 
So we're well, okay. sorry. Redeem Idris Elba as an actual character. Redeem Idris Elba. They don't use Heimdall. We all know Heimdall's horrible. Not horrible. Oh uh, yeah. Not, he's too good a talent to be just watching people. Yep. That's, That's the same way I feel about um uh what is it? Ma Mashal Ali. There you go. Mashal Ali. Yeah. That was just such a waste well, of a Jamon Hansu is just the Who guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. And he was a yeah. fucking blood diamond. Who? Right, Ooh. yeah. Jamon Hansu. Yeah. I wanted him for Black Panther. Now he's one of fucking the lackeys. Uh, Ronan. Well, now Ronan's dead now, but I guess it's... You wanted him for Black Panther? Back in the day? Chitele Oka for... Uh, yeah, well, he did, he did the, the voice on the cartoon, too. He's he's my Black Panther. Oh man! Even though I love 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 Chadwick Boseman, yeah, that other guy is still my Black Panther. Man, for years until uh, Chadwick Boseman stole my heart. But (laughs) he did. He stole the heart of America. Um. So last question, last question, and we can end it because we went so far on, and I know you guys got stuff you got to get back to. Um. I will ask this. Last question. Um. Wait, should I do last two then? Yeah, should last do both last of these? Two, All right, two. I'm gonna do last two then. All right, so first one oh, is: Can okay. DC rise above its negativity? It uh, it's already clouded in so much negativity. Right. Um, do you guys think it can rise above it and finally have a successful run? I'll start with you, Danny. All right, well, this will be a good plug for my show again. Uh, just remember, Dane Rants, new episode this Monday. Uh, it will get released at some point. I'll be bitching at DC fans uh, for just driving me nuts. Um, so getting back into it with DC. To be real, they can. Uh, it just depends on what they're happy with, make, what they're making, basically. Uh, if they're making, you know good money like they are, and that's good enough for them, and they're not trying to go for a quality of Marvel standards or anything like that, Or then keep on pumping out the way they are. But if you're saying, do they have a chance to come back and be as good as Marvel? Yes, they fucking do, but they need to make the right advancements, do the right things right now, get the right writers, and have one central head that's really in control of everything. And, you know, I go over this on my video, uh, you know, with the DC fans. It's just like the whole concept of meddling. You know, when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, it is a bad thing. But realize that that companies they, they meddle every single time um, with with uh, projects. Uh, you know, when it's when it's good and it's done well with the movie, it's a, it's a collaborative effort. But if it's bad, it's meddling. So it's not so much. It's the fact that there's too many people that don't know a direct way of uh, like like to give advice. It's 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 nothing collectively going anywhere. So that's. That's my biggest fucking thing is just, like, allow someone. If it's Jeff Jones, that's fine. If it's Sujihara, that's fine. If it's Batfleck, if it's someone else, find that person to be in charge of everything. Structure it. Because don't settle for, you know, being a franchise like a fucking Underworld franchise or a Resident Evil franchise. Or, and they're, they're not that bad, but you know what I'm saying. Like, even Pirates and fucking Transformers, they make a billion no matter what. It shouldn't be just about money. These could be quality films. These are the, these are the most known fucking heroes, and these are these are huge villains. Like DC has the villains. Just fucking do something with it. So it's it, it's it's mind boggling. I mean, really, when you're talking about this Flash thing, this is the fucking second writer, and they're getting the fourth director. This is a first page rewrite, which means they're starting over from the beginning. And this movie's supposed to come out in less than a year and a half. 
Get on top of some shit, you know? Get the fuck, get out of here. Like, and I don't want extended versions to save your goddamn films. Like, this is a joke. Your TV universe, regardless of what everyone was saying beforehand, is doing better than your fucking movie universe. It's being cohesive and, and, and going and flowing and, and interacting with each other. They built it in less time. It's, it's ridiculous. So if, if Wonder Woman sucks and Justice League is underwhelming, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably have an anxiety attack and die. <laughs> uh, Nick, you're up next. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean they can they can rise above it. I mean it's kind of like Dane said. I, you know, honestly, I'm not even I'm not even gonna let Wonder Woman and Justice League be the the defining ones for me. It's gonna be what comes after those. The first movie that hits after those movies that were at least already planned out, you know. And they've had to had to do some reevaluating and move some pieces, parts around, work Jeff Johns in, all that kind of stuff. The the first movie that we get after Justice League, which what is the first movie we get after Justice League? It's not the Flash anymore, uh, so I, I guess know. it would be Aquaman. Yeah, all we Aquaman know is Aquaman. Batman. Yeah, so it'll, it'll probably be Aquaman, maybe Batman. But like, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, that's what's gonna. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, def- I definitely agree. Oh, we lost them. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with you guys. Um, Joel, what were your thoughts before I get into mine? Well, I've been dealing with DC negativity for a long time, and it hurts as a fan of DC and a and a guy that really doesn't hate the movies that they've made so far. To, to deal with it because they got to read it and you got to accept it and understand where people are coming from and try when you try to say because my problem is there are people that you try to explain your side and they still look at you like you're retarded but i'm like i didn't i didn't hate it as much as you like i disliked it maybe but you guys like like hate you can like, <laughs> you really like hate like I, you want to trash it every time you let the hate like, flow yeah and I, I don't get that I don't get that attitude because I love these characters too much to just, just like just publicly destroy everything that that comes out of your mouth about it. And it's and now it's a joke. Right. It's always a joke, and it upsets me because I, I want them to do good, and I think it starts with positive attitude. And it's hard when the movies come out and they're just average, you know. And it's just now this this is a big year for them. Wonder Woman, Justice, but they, those are movies that are coming out from an old regime. They're still they they tried to turn. But you got to remember, these are still movies that were they were being developed at the time where they, this old ideal. So you probably won't feel the effects of everything that they're trying to do until after, which is probably Absolutely. Aquaman, you know? Right. But, but I really hope that at least Wonder Woman just like are good movies. Yeah. They don't have to be great movies, but give me good movies, and yeah. that'll change at least the ideal. See, I disagree with that last part. I agree with everything until that last part. Justice League comes out after Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. If Thor Ragnarok, which I have less faith in than Justice League. Um, I don't get how. If, if so, well, only because to me the Thor movies haven't I, haven't I, been great. This looks so, so different like, than everything they've done. Well, though. I haven't seen if I if I see a trailer, yeah. then I can be like, you know what, this has a different feel than the rest. Of it. I'm, well, I can only go off. I can way. only go off of a synopsis and, and set photos. That's not enough for you me. You can go off that weird funny tra- little video with him and like putting the, the I, hammer I, I to guess, bed. I guess that. That, that was the director that, that gave that. me because I hated the first two with also with all that comedy from uh there wasn't Kat that Denning. much comedy Cat Denning got so much fucking just comedy Cat Denning okay well no remember Thor I'm here for a horse but it she's, she's got nice beautiful big eyes 
Beautiful big yes, eyes. Yes, huge eyes. Yes, very robust, luscious eyes. Um, no, but my, my issue is if Thor Ragnarok is gold and Justice League is okay, yeah. I don't have that much faith in, in DC going forward. I still just need it to not be bad. Right, but what I'm saying <laughs> is it, they're in a connection. Uh, yeah, right I'm now. sick of it. You can't I, I'm be, just you sick can't of, be, of, of like getting my hopes up and then just being a lo- like, all right. Like even I love Man of Steel, but like even so, it was like, well, that's good. Like I am such a huge DC fan. I have watched all the cartoon iterations. I have I have grown up with them. I have you know I mean most of the post Crisis on Infinite Earth. That was my generation. I read all that shit. It's like you know the Grant Morrison JLA. It just it just drives me nuts. There's so much good content, and just like it just kind of it seems half-assed. It's like even if it's good, it's not a standard, and even not compared to Marvel, it just could be better. It could definitely be fucking better. I and the thing is, I don't I don't hold DC up to Marvel when I when I when I critique them. Right. I don't ever go well, but Marvel right. that that you should never do that. It, it's what I go by is is the movie good. Right. And they haven't been. Right. So if like Justice League can't be any short than great. Phenomenal is what we hope. The movie's great is acceptable. Like, like great. Great. What is great? Great is okay, I'll give you an example. <laughs> Civil I'll give you an War example. Was great. I'll give you an example. Civil War was great. This is a movie with collective heroes. It should be just as great. Yep. yep. Should be just as great. And I'm sorry, I don't I don't want to hear from anybody that goes, Well, Marvel had all this time to put these characters together. I, well, DC decided to fast track it. So, from that, I hope it's great. It shouldn't be any less than that. So, all right. Yeah, so even, our final topic. Go ahead, Dane. I was just going to close it out and just say, you know, even uh, the BBS extended version, it was good at best. And that was a movie with Batman and Superman in it for the first fucking time ever on the big screen. Right. That, that, that's a joke in concept, you know? Absolutely. So... Our last topic. We had this debate on our page and on our Twitter. Wesley Snipes even got involved in it. Bam. <laughs> I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask everybody. I'm not gonna give a list. I'm gonna just ask you to give me who you think the most accurate portrayal in a superhero movie was based on the comics. Base base whatever you wanna base it off of. If you wanna base it off the cartoon or, or whatever. Because sometimes the cartoons aren't direct from the comics. Right. So if you want to, whatever you want to base it off of, I, I, I'm not here to judge. It's okay. your opinion. Okay. So do, do you want to go first? Oh, you want me to start? Sure. Shit. I was probably go, like I was telling, I was like you guys put the poll up yesterday, and I'm like, the closest and the most accurate portrayals in terms of character, mm-hmm. maybe not everything, but for the most part, I was really good. I think I thought Ben Affleck's portrayal of Bruce Wayne Batman was super accurate. Mm-hmm. I thought that Ryan Reynolds' portrayal of Deadpool was super accurate, like, on on par with what we're used to from right. both characters. Like, he hit it on the, you know, right on the head. Right. I think Henry Cowell's is not far off from Superman. They just put him in situations where it's hard to be happy when everyone's dying around you. You know what right. I'm saying? So, I, I'm not I'm not upset with those portrayals. You know? What? Exactly. So, it's like, I have um, <laughs> So, no. So, so who is your, who's your legit pick? Uh, I would probably Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool is the most accurate. Okay. Easily. Even though I love Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, Dane, how about you? I mean, I think I, I voted for the exact same person. I agree. Ben Affleck would probably be my second favorite. It's um, I 
But, I mean, when it's coming down to it, talking about uh, Wesley Snipes, I will give him complete credit for pulling off the character uh, that I knew from the cartoon and the comic books. I mean, yeah, he wasn't British, but, I mean, he pulled off the dark edge uh, for the character very well, and so that was pretty cool. I actually have a problem uh, with, if we're going comic accurate, people picking uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I think I kind of made that apparent. Uh, And Hugh Jackman as Logan. Even uh, Wolverine, I'm sorry. Like I love Hugh Jackman, but they're not accurate portrayals at all. They're the characters morphed into the actor. Well, my my issue was that exactly was that Dane. was my fault. That exactly was my fault. Dane. I should have pointed out that it's whatever you want. Like, because some people could go, well, maybe Robert Downey Jr. is you know more like the animated cartoon or the you remember I am Iron Man. I don't you remember, remember being like that though. I know what you're saying, but I don't know. Okay, well, I, I'm saying, if, if you want to base it off of different things that kind of fit your theory, if you right. don't want to go just off the comic, that's why I said Wesley Snipes to me was perfect. That's not my pick, but I'm saying, I thought he was perfect, and for you to go, well, you know, Blade was British. Well, what the fuck? Well, okay, th- there are other comics of Blade being like the yeah. Wesley Snipes version. Yeah, he was dark. I mean, Blade... To me, he re- he redefined Blade like Robert Downey Jr. redefined yes. Tony Stark. Right. Like, they made the character now the characters of the comics are like them, like them which instead is of them like the comics. Right, absolutely. You know, Ben Affleck reversed that. You know? He's like the comic instead right. of the comic adapting to Ben. Exactly. I think but he's one of the. I will him say, and Ryan are one of the few that do that. That did that. I'm sorry. I will say that. Um, you know, he wasn't listed, and I think you. I, I, it was for obvious reasons. But no one will be Superman as as much as how we had him in the comics and in the cartoons uh, later on as, than Christopher Reeves. Um, I don't think, at least. Uh, I love Henry Cavill's performance, and you know, I've liked a lot of other people playing that role. But he had the size down. He had like the the charisma. He was completely different from Superman than Clark Kent. Clark Kent was like a big dork, but he made it believable, even though he was a huge fucking guy. Like, I don't think anyone's going to be able to outdo that to me. Uh, But uh, Ryan Reynolds was Deadpool. I mean, that is dead on. On the money. On the money. My sleeper pick is, um, I forgot his name, who starred in Punisher Warzone. Ray Stevenson. I thought that was one of the I, most I always loved that performance too. Yeah. Most accurate portrayals, especially of the Punisher. Yeah, was, uh, out of was, all the iterations that we've gotten, even John Barenthal's Punisher yeah. isn't as accurate as Ray Stevenson's was uh, really with Punisher good. Warzone. With Punisher Warzone, yeah, like they it. opened it up for you to fully do what the Punisher would do. Yeah. Like when that guy was doing the backflip and he bazooked him, him that's what the fucking Punisher would do. Now, John yeah. Barenthal might change that in his own series when we see more of just him. But so far, Ray Stevenson was so fucking spot on. Now, how about Patrick Stewart's Professor Xavier? Wow, yeah. that's a. You know what? Like, I'm torn with that because I thought no one could ever, ever, ever play Charles Xavier outside of that. Like man. McAvoy. Then McAvoy came around, and I'm like, holy shit! Well, come on, McAvoy. Same thing with Magneto, no, 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 no. man. Even in Magneto, you go. Uh, yeah, like uh, Ian Mc, was it Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen no one could do it better than Ian McKellen. McKellen. Michael Fassbender comes in. Fassbender the picture. was probably better. <laughs> crazy. See, I don't yeah. know. Only because Fassbender's Magneto, you're getting more of just his story. <laughs> it it seems like it's centered the same around thing with Michael and Xavier. Yeah, right. Ian McKellen, it wasn't centered around him. He was just part Hello, of the. Hello, Charles. 
their dynamic back and forth, and they have a great friendship outside of the movie industry. Definitely. Um, it showed in the movie. It right. showed the respect that those two characters had for each other. And I think McAvoy and Fassbender might rival that if they can get another movie under their belt. I think they're done. Maybe maybe McAvoy comes back. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, um, guys, this has been a phenomenal episode tonight. Uh, I want to thank Gerald, Nick, Joelle, Dane, and our special guest, Wes. Um, make sure you guys check him out. Um, what's good? W-U-Z-G-O-O-D. Um, that man has his hands in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and man. I can only hope but come close to some of the stuff that he's that he's doing out there. Right. Um, thank I want to thank him again. And we gotta move to California, bro. We gotta move to California. California. Let's go. Um, I want to also give a shout out to Kanan, who wasn't able to be on tonight, right. but he will be back and better than ever next week. Right. Um, also stay tuned, guys. We will be going to see Justice League Dark this week. Give any more details outside of that? But we hey, do you guys want to know about it? I'll tell you the spoilers right now. No, no. shut up, shut up, now. Um, we're gonna go see it this week, and then we will have a full review show next Saturday. Nice. We'll review it. All of us will review. All, all of us, us will review it by then. Oh, we, we should have. I think Kanan said he already saw it. Dane saw it. We just gotta Dude, get guys. Nick to see it. Uh, Gerald saw it. So just me, you, and Vic are the only ones who guys. Gerald's not going now. No, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell him he's not going now. Um. But I want to thank everyone. Again, thank Wes, Joel, Dane, Nick, Gerald, and Kanan, who couldn't be here, but is with us in spirit. Poor spirit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, thank you, guys, and we will see you same time next week. Dane, close us out. folks. <laughs> that was a very interesting I've way to close it out. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> I wish we had the sound. <laughs> like, um, well, Gerald once closed out an episode with Blue's Clues, so I mean, this oh. only fit. Um, all right, guys, we'll see you same time next week. All right, guys. Peace, bitches. Peace. <laughs> Does he have college? Um, well. <laughs>